Hi, welcome to Sidewalk Talk. I'm Steve Fortunato, founder of Shovel the Sidewalk, marketing firm in Buffalo, New York. We help small businesses uh, build their brands. Uh, we help create their advertising. We utilize authentic storytelling. And uh, this is why we have this podcast, Sidewalk Talk. We're doing our part with social distancing, trying to help uh, prevent the spread of the virus. So we have gone online. And I am really glad uh, that uh, Dr. Nazareth from Western New York Dermatology has uh, given us his time to be a part of this podcast because the, the thing about Doc, first of all, the bedside manners like no other. Uh, he is certainly the voice of reason. Uh, I know, Doc, you are on the same page as I am that we will have a normal eventually, whatever that normal is and when it is. Uh, but but talk to me, Doc. It's, uh, you know, there's I, I, you can feel the tension in the air, which is understandable, right? Yeah, this, this is a, a very scary time for everybody. So we're encouraging people still to make sure that you're not panicking, but that you are taking all of the appropriate steps uh, to protect yourself and more importantly, to protect your family members. So um, skin cancer doesn't really care uh, that there is a virus going around, right? We, we, people so, need, we, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? So what we're doing at Western New York Dermatology is we still want to remain open uh, for the more necessary dermatology care. So our patients with lesions of concern, rashes, and things like that, we are open. We still want to see you. Obviously, if you are sick or if you've recently traveled outside the area or decided to attend a gathering of large numbers, we're going to push that appointment back. Otherwise, we are still open and seeing those necessary appointments. Uh, for our patients who have stable acne or you know stable conditions that can wait a little bit or just are coming in for their regular skin check and don't have a lesion of concern, uh, we're going to be calling and pushing back those appointments about six to six to eight weeks to make sure we're hopefully past where where this virus is at its worst. It's tough. You're, it's because we always talk. You've, you've taught me uh, over time. You got to get your skin checks. So right. now we're saying we're going to hold off on those skin checks. Right. So we're, we're trying to hold off on ones where we, we feel that patients uh, feel that they're stable uh, and are not concerned about something. But for our patients who have a history of melanoma or patients who had set up an appointment where they were concerned about a lesion or still, if they notice something next week that is very concerning to them, uh, clearly at that point, the benefits of coming in outweigh the risks of that. So obviously, this is a very evolving and, and complicated situation. Uh, but we're trying to do this on a risk-benefit ratio at this point. So patients who have more risk from what they have in their lesions uh, still need to come in. For that reason, we're still doing all of the necessary skin surgeries. I have a lot of uh, you know surgeries booked for next week uh, where patients have basal cell carcinomas, squamous cell carcinomas, even melanomas, and those surgeries will continue as normal. Um, you know, People who have cysts that they've had for a while that they probably want out or something like that, which aren't urgent, going to push those surgeries back until time settle down. What about the Mohs surgeries? Mohs surgeries will all continue as scheduled because Mohs surgery is needed for skin cancer. Uh, all of those surgeries are continuing normally. Uh, however, we are trying to practice and make things safer. Uh, we've cut the size of our staff down and by eliminating some of the non-urgent appointments on RN2, we're better able to practice the social distancing, which helps not only to protect our patients, but also my own staff. What other things are you guys doing? Okay, so <clears throat> someone notices, they're like, well, that's, that's not good. I, I, see, I see a growth. I, I really, uh, but, but they're nervous, right? They're, they're, um, 
they they the social distancing um, is obviously important. Um, yep. What what is it that you're doing at the office? Uh, how can you what what can you do from what should I do? Call get come in take a risk. Yeah, so if you're noticing something and and it's concerning, we still want you to call and come in. Uh, we're gonna we we've moved the chairs around in the waiting room to make sure that they're farther apart to make sure that patients first of all aren't in the waiting room as long. We're trying to be very efficient with this. Uh, we're trying to keep the spacing good. Uh, we are asking all patients when they come in the door if they have traveled or if they have any symptoms. Those patients are being turned away and rescheduled. Um, so I want patients who do need to come in who still are healthy and don't have any other uh, symptoms or haven't traveled. We want them to come in if they have a concerning spot or even call for that appointment. Our call centers are still open. Uh, they will be taken care of. Uh, and when you're here, I want patients to feel confident too. We are wiping down all of the door handles between every visit. The rooms are cleaned and disinfected. Uh, employees are hand sanitizing all the time. Um, and if a patient comes here and actually uh, feels that, you know, they have any concerns, we're always happy to address those regarding our, our measures that we're taking to make sure that our office remains safe. So, I mean, obviously, you're, you're a very intelligent doctor, you know, you're, uh, you're not an infectious disease expert, right? We're not going to go in that area. Um, are, 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 are we... What's your number one advice uh, for members in our, our community? I mean, there's, the stress levels are high. What, I think what, got, how can you help? I, I think there's two key things. And, and you're right. I'm not an infectious disease specialist or an epidemiologist. And that really leads to two good bits of advice. Number one, please listen to what your authorities are telling you. So there are a lot of those infectious disease doctors and epidemiologists and health officials out there who do have our best interests in mind. It is important that everyone takes that information seriously and gets their information from good sources. Um, there's a lot of misinformation that I personally have even seen out on Facebook that people are posting. Um, that needs to be ignored. And honestly, you know, sometimes those things are funny and people laugh that off. That's dangerous at this time. People need to be getting good information. This is their health. This is the health of their family members. Uh, there's this misnomer out there among some young people that they don't really care because it doesn't affect them. I'm sure a lot of people saw those videos that were posted yesterday of the spring breakers in Florida. That really needs to stop. Um, those people should not be encouraged. Um, they are posing a threat to all of us, not just because, you know, maybe fine, they're young people and are not going to get that sick from this. But I guarantee you, each one of those people has a mother they care about, has a grandmother they care about, um, has someone that they know who's on immunosuppressant drugs. And it's really important um, that we take care of all those people. So number one, pay attention to what the authorities are saying. And number two, do your part. Um, if you don't need to go out and you can stay at home and not interact with, with other people at a close range, please do so. Um, please follow those recommendations for so, uh, social distancing. Um, try, you know, when you do need to go out, if you do need to go to Wegmans or get groceries, try and buy enough stuff. Don't hoard, but buy enough stuff to minimize the number of trips. You know, if you're the type of person that used to go grocery shopping three or four times a week, try and organize your shopping list so you only need to go once a week. Um, you know, try and be as responsible as possible uh, so that we don't necessarily end up in some of those doomsday scenarios that people are scared about where everything is locked down. I know that, you know, Mayor de Blasio in New York City was talking about doing that. The governor was trying to back away from that. You know, we don't want to be in those situations, clearly, where, where authorities feel that they have to force it on people. 
if we're all responsible citizens who step up here, because each and every one of us makes a difference. It's not like you can rely on the other person to do this. If each of us steps up and does our part, we will get control of this uh, faster than if we don't, and a whole lot less people are going to be affected by it. I think um, we're early into this, and a lot of people are already stir crazy. But have one of the piece of advice I've been giving people, besides having confidence and in our ability to get back to norm, which I'm 100% sure is eventually going to happen, uh, is to keep a schedule. I, a lot of people are like, you know, if you, whatever, if you usually get up in the morning and work out, get up in the morning and work out, take your shower, put on your clothes, you know, people walk around. The, you know, I think that it just all, it, you need some kind of People like schedules, especially kids, right? Get, get your yeah, kids on those schedules. It's important for everyone to try and maintain their schedule if you're working from home. You know, even if you're in the situation where, where things are not normal or things are slow for the time being, keep the normal. Uh, get up at your same time, go about your routine. For kids, it's vital, particularly kids who can't understand this. Um, I think it's important to be honest with kids, but we don't want to scare our children. Uh, my kids get up at the same time every day still. Uh, they have work that comes through on their portal from school now. So we're encouraging to them to, to, you know, my kids are doing their work as I speak actually at home. Um, so we want them to maintain that sense of normal. You mentioned something earlier, which I wanted to allude to, though, that people are going stir crazy being at home. It is okay to go for a walk outside. Our weather is going to be a little bit colder and stuff this weekend, but you know, the next couple of days, a little bit windy and rainy, but you know, even just go in your backyard, go for a walk down the street. Now, don't do it in large groups. Um, you still need to maintain social distancing. If you see your neighbor outside while you're walking, please be far away from them. You can still talk to them. Um, but go outside, get some fresh air that's healthy. Um, there's no reason people need to feel like they have to be shut indoors in their house. Uh, they can still go for a walk and stuff like that. But as long as you're maintaining that social distancing, that's good to be outside and get some fresh air. Go for a jog, uh, go for a walk, do something that, that keeps your physical activity up. Um, you know, obviously, I know that a lot of people are watching a lot of Netflix right now and, and home, but it's still important to, to sort of maintain your sanity, get some exercise, um, keep to your routine. Don't don't let yourself slip up and think you can stay up till 2 a.m. and then get up at noon. Because, you know, Steve, I, I, I totally believe too. Yeah, this is probably not going to be over next week or the week after, but eventually we're going to get back to normalcy and it's going to make it that much harder for you um, to get back to being normal if this has been this extended period of time where you think going to bed at 2 a.m. and getting up at noon is okay. Sharice uh, and I are... Uh... We're working on the schedule for the kids, like the school schedule. And this afternoon, with, with the temperatures going to be warm, I want to take advantage. So I'm their gym teacher this afternoon. So I blocked it out on my calendar. No appointments uh, for I'm, – I'm making it a two-hour gym class. So we're going to get – they're going to get a lot of exercise this afternoon. They'll sleep well tonight. Sounds like I'm happy I, you weren't my gym teacher. <laughs> yeah, <it's> <laughs> oh, get ready. It's going to be intense. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, one other thing you mentioned, um, uh, immune suppressant, uh, medications, which I know some of your patients are on, you know, yes. when you suppress your immune system and there's this virus going on, should they be worried about that? Should they be taking those, those yeah. kind of drugs? So this is a actually a pretty big, big change from some of the things that we used to think, uh, you know, all of our patients are on biologic medications or immunosuppressant medications like Cellcept and methotrexate. 
Um, before, we used to tell them even if you came down with a cold or a mild flu, you should keep taking those medications. Now, obviously, this was different between some dermatologists and rheumatology and gastroenterology and really dependent on the patient and the drug. But in general, we told our patients to stay on those medications. Um, now, the Academy of Dermatology and also the, the infectious disease specialists and epidemiologists that are out there are recommending, and this is a change this week, that patients stop those medications if they have symptoms or think they have been exposed to somebody at the moment. Um, obviously, once they recover, they can go back on them. Um, and it's not something we just want people, everybody stopping today. If you're healthy and you're, you're, you're staying home and you're doing your social distancing and you're not at risk, you should continue on those medications. However, if you know, your, your wife or spouse who lives in the same house has all of a sudden contracted this and you're stuck in the house with them, you should try and isolate yourself, but you should also stop that medication. And likewise, if you suspect that you have this, um, right now, obviously, we know testing is hard to come by, but if you suspect you have this, or clearly if you've been diagnosed with, uh, with coronavirus, you should come off of those immunosuppressant medications until you are well. And if there's questions, call us. I mean, we're right. here for that still. That's why my office is still open for those, those needed derm questions and needed derm appointments. Our call center is still open. We've had some calls from patients wondering if they're going to get their biopsy results. Um, all of that stuff is still continuing normally. There's no delay in that either. The labs are still open. We're still functional. Um, we are still doing biopsies. I did biopsies yesterday in the office. Those people will be called in about seven to 10 days as soon as we have their biopsy report back. So none of that stuff is actually being delayed. And likewise, if those biopsies come back that they have skin cancer or something that needs attention, they will be scheduled for those appointments. Yeah, risk reward, right? Correct. It is all about balancing risks and benefits. I think that's one thing, you know, clearly, as we said, I'm not the epidemiologist or the infectious disease specialist, but every physician and healthcare provider in this country is always trained to look at risk versus benefit. And that goes for appointments, but also when we prescribe medications, you know, if the risk doesn't outweigh uh, if the benefit doesn't outweigh the risk, clearly we're not going to move forward with that. And this applies in this situation too. If there's less benefit to taking the risk of bringing a patient in, we're going to tell them, hold off on that appointment, stay home, stay safe. Um, but clearly if you have a lesion or something of concern or a rash of concern, uh, the benefit of coming in outweighs that risk. And clearly we're doing everything we can to mitigate that risk as well by by really keeping our office as disinfected as possible, maintaining that social distancing, uh, and also turning away patients who've recently traveled or could be sick. All right, Doc, uh, we'll wrap this up. I appreciate the time. I want you, you got to give us some, give me some kind of good news. You're, you're the good news guy. Give us something. So, so there is definitely good news to this. I don't want to people to be scared about doom and gloom. Uh, Americans are, I mean, obviously there's those people who didn't step up yesterday and are doing foolish things. Buffalonians, we're a city of good neighbors. Uh, and globally, you know, the United States is always a leader when it comes to a lot of things. We step up as Americans. This is no different. Uh, one of the headlines I read this morning is, you know, some of the auto companies are, are cutting back and stopping production, and they may actually start making ventilators. So we have survived the 1918 pandemic. We've survived world wars. We've gotten through worse things. I know we have divisive politics in our country, but just as a sign of that, you know, even our president and our governor who are on opposite sides of most equations most of the time are working together on this issue. So I think that this is a time that we all come together. Uh, in Buffalo, I think we're ahead of that curve. We've always been the city of good neighbors. We've been through snowstorms where we've stepped up before. This is no different. Um, it's a different enemy. It's an invisible enemy, but we can step up and we can manage this and we will get through this and there's going to be another side. 
it's not as predictable. We don't know if we're, we're through this in two months or, uh, you know, six weeks or three months, but that other side will come and we're going to be there and everybody's going to be okay. And we're going to get through this together. Uh, and Buffalo is a city of good neighbors. And we're going to prove that over the coming few weeks, we're going to be tested a little bit here, but we're going to get through this. Dr. Michael Nazareth, Western New York Dermatology. Thanks for being the voice of reason. Appreciate <laughs> you. Yes. All right, um, that's it for this edition of uh, Sidewalk Talk. You can download all of our Sidewalk Talk podcasts on your uh, podcast platform of choice. You can also go to our website, shovelthesidewalk.com, and check out any of our uh, podcasts. If you uh, have a story that you want to tell or you have information or you, want, you have some kind of inspirational story, anything that's going to help people during this time, uh, please feel free to fill out a form on our website and we'll have you or whoever you think should be on the podcast uh, on the podcast. We appreciate that. Thanks again, Dr. Michael Nazareth, Western New York Dermatology. Thank you very much. Thanks uh, for everyone listening, watching, participating. We will get through this. That's it for Sidewalk Talk. I'm Steve Fortunato and this has been Sidewalk Talk.